Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Yeah, thank you very much and welcome into another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, whose dad, Billy Casper, was the winningest all time U.S. Ryder Cupper. Also captain the 1979 Ryder Cup. And so as we look back on the President's Cup, got some good genes to uh, harvest here, Bob, to get your <laughs> opinion and insights on what we saw last week as the U.S. dominated the internationals by five points was the final margin. But it yeah. felt like it was uh, maybe not quite that close. And yet uh, a ton of respect for Captain Immelman and the international team and how they fought and um, and made this thing exciting. We were talking last week that there's a possibility this thing could be open or over, excuse me, before Sunday even arrived. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy, you know, with the 4-1-4-1 first two days and an, and an 8-2 lead. And then the, the U.S. kind of led them back into it a little bit in the – in the third round and the fourth round, and then in singles, uh, they really stepped it up and uh, and really played well, and the, and the U.S. kind of had to hold them off. So um, it was fun to watch, especially in the last day. It seemed like it was going their way a little bit. Then it was going the U.S. way a little bit. Then it was going their way a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of sitting on the edge of my seat. That's all you could ask for in these kind of yeah. events, no doubt about it. Golf Channel's Jaime Diaz was there. He's going to join us coming up here in just a few minutes. Also, America's favorite caddy still to come on the back nine, hour number two, so you're going to want to tune in for that. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf is where you can hit us up. We post all the segments and interviews there. You can find us on SiriusXM, iHeartRadio, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found, and of course uh, broadcasting on our flagship station 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone from Salt Lake City, Utah. We appreciate you being here as we look back on the President's Cup and talk about some of the stories. Here's what we're going to get into. Uh, observations and reactions from the overall event. Uh, how the captains performed ratings and analysis, as well as looking at the players individually. Who stepped up? Who needs to play better? And uh, what can we take away from what we witnessed last week at this uh, President's Cup? And I'm most 
impressed by Immelman and his comments and the process that they are going through. And Bob, as you pointed out, it does sound somewhat similar to where the Americans were in Ryder Cup play just a few years ago. We'll get into it all next, right here on Real Golf Radio. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet. The faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Festivals. Football. Flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward into art class. A four-foot replica of the Statue of Liberty using elbow macaroni. With glue and art supplies from Staples. By tomorrow. This week, Crayola 24-count crayons, Staples comp books, and two-pocket poly folders are each just 50 cents. Get everything on your list at amazing prices. This year, go forward to school with Staples. Shop in-store, online, or buy online and pick up in-store. Ends 9-10, limit 30. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Really appreciate you being a part of the show with us this week. It's brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. If you haven't heard, Black Desert Resort is the new Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Golf Course. That is the crown jewel of the resort. There's also a resort center hotel with uh, food, spa, 
great stays, high-end luxury living, as well as uh, residential villages all surrounding. There are going to be walking trails. There's going to be pickleball. There's just a great spot. And if you uh, haven't uh, heard, it opens up uh, nine holes anyway, coming up on November 2nd. So stay tuned for more details on that. But uh, really excited. And if you have a TrackMan, you can actually go on and play Black Desert Resort on your TrackMan, which is kind of cool. So you can get ready for uh, playing it in person. But check out Real Estate Opportunities and more details at Black Desert Resort. Com. All right, thanks again for being with us here on the show as we uh, talk President's Cup. Bob, let me just open up with this from Trevor Immelman. These are great athletes up here, and this team is no joke. And we'll fight till the end every single time we put the shield on. That's what this team stands for. Strong words there by Captain Immelman, and uh, appreciate uh, Golf Channel and PGATour.com for uh, the audio there. But I, I loved what Immelman did all week. At the beginning of the week, Bob, it almost felt like he was being a little too, um, I don't know, what's the word, naive maybe, Boy Scout-ish. Um, like he was a little bit aloof to the situation, just all positive talk about how their team and how great they are, and yet that's not what we were seeing, as you pointed right. out. It got out to an ugly start for the international team, and yet I saw as the week went on what he was doing, and as the players responded, it got a lot closer than I think anybody thought that it would. And at the end of it all, the way he stood up for his players was very admirable. I, it's one of the things that's going to be a lasting impression for me from this President's Cup is the way Trevor Immelman handled his team. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I, uh, Trevor Immelman was a great captain. Um, he had a great uh, vice captains around him, save for one of them, which was Ernie Els, um, who was replaced by Camila Bijegas. Um, you know, they did phenomenal work. You know, unfortunately, they got off to such a um, poor start in the first two sessions of four balls and foursomes. Um, and they were down eight to two right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, they fought back hard. They they have the, the third session and beat us in the fourth session and um, and then almost took us to the woodshed in in singles, uh, only losing by a point in that fifth session. So. Um, in my opinion, yeah, we won by five points, but it was all in the first two sessions of the, of the matches that allowed us to get to the fifth session and have such a, a cushion. So your overall observations are less about uh, – you're actually you're, – you're calling out the U.S. team a little bit, it sounds like, that maybe they let up or, or didn't finish the job the way they should have. Well, you know, I, I don't I don't necessarily know if that's what I'm saying. I expected more. Um, singles is where we shine, so to speak, and I expected a, a bigger deficit than only one point six and a half to five and a half. Um, I didn't think it was going to be close, but yet it felt really, really close during the matches. That it was, it looked like for a long time it was going to be tough to get to fifteen and a half points. Um, the way that the the internationals were pushing hard and coming on, but uh, you know when it, when it's all said and done, we ended up winning by five points, and it was a great win. And it's going to be fun to see how that translates into the Ryder Cup with who makes that team and those types of things. And a lot of those guys that were um, Zach Johnson was a vice captain. Now he's going to be the captain of the Ryder Cup, and a lot of those guys that were involved as far as vice captains are concerned are going to be a part of that that next Ryder Cup too um in Italy. So um when when this is all said and done, great victory. I loved it. 
Um, and I love that we won by five points. I would love if we won by five points again in the Ryder Cup. Well, of course you would. Yeah, who wouldn't love that? It, you know, actually, I think historically, I saw a stat, and I'm have to, I don't have it right off the top of my hand, but I think we actually have a, a poorer record in singles than you might think in this yeah. event, given the fact that we have traditionally been quite uh, su- superior in singles in the Ryder Cup. And again, I keep going back to your thoughts about how this feels like the international team is in a situation that the American team was in maybe 10, 12 years ago where they were trying to figure out how to handle the Europeans in Ryder Cup play, and they were trying to build a system. Uh, In fact, Trevor Immelman went on to say this. You know, we have a system that we like and a plan and a strategy, and it feels like to me, you know, this was an important week for us just to just lay a couple more bricks in this house that we're trying to build. We're here for the long run in this event. We're going to win this event. So we'll keep building. We'll keep fighting. At some point, we're going to win. I, I love that. I mean, to be honest, I kind of was buying into some of the rhetoric of going into this President's Cup that maybe things needed to change. Maybe we needed to mix it up a little bit. I actually really think the suggestion of having six men and six women playing you know, in, in a competition is great. I don't know that it needs to replace the President's Cup per se. And in fact, I don't think we should do anything to change the President's Cup no. after what I watched last week and how much these guys cared. There is no... In fact, they care so much that they are, like Captain Immelman said, they're building something. And that's part of the process. The U.S., when they came out and, and developed the task force for the Ryder Cup, they started this process that is now paying dividends. And it wasn't necessarily with the players they had at the time when they began the task force. In fact, most of those guys are gone. You're looking at the Tigers and Phils and Furyks and, and right. Strickers and those guys, right? right. Um, and so now it's this new crop. The system's working. And I think you're going to continue to see that. Now, the the important part, I think, is the the cohesiveness that he was able to create with that team. It's always felt a bit divided in the sense that it's fragmented with uh, languages and cultures and backgrounds and things like that. It's hard to bring these independent guys that just play for themselves year, year in, you know, all year long, week in, week out, and have them gel as a team, let alone having the barriers that I just mentioned. And so I think what they've done with the Shield – and having something to rally around is an important step. And I'm, I'm buying into it that it was an important week. And to see the way these, some of these guys came on, I mean, Tom Kim obviously stole the show. Uh, he, was, he was fantastic. Um, Siwoo Kim, uh, never thought I would ever see him shushing a crowd and being so demonstrative yeah. the way he was Sunday against Justin right. Thomas. So there were a lot of things that I think in the past you might not have seen that these players felt comfortable and confident enough to, to do in this week that will only build for the future. Well, you know, it, I look at, at where the internationals are right now. And a lot of people say, well, you know, they've got a lot of barriers and language and all that kind of stuff. Not much different than what you have with Europe when you've got, you know, uh, Italians and Spaniards and uh, guys from England and and other places in the world, um, a lot of them do speak English. But yeah, um, but there are those different nationalities and and different languages and that kind of thing that they have to contend with. And they've come together and melded together with their teams. And they've taken us to the woodshed for a lot of years uh, in the Ryder Cup. I expect 
that at some point this is going to turn around for the President's Cup and you're going to see it equally as tough, uh, especially with this new crop of guys, the the players from Korea and some of the younger players in in uh, in other countries. We're going to see at some point in time that this is going to turn around and we're going to see the President's Cup uh, get on a roll um, especially with the internationals and them being able to win. All right, that said, it was a really well-played event for Team USA. When you think about how it went, what was the excitement level? What was the interest level? How about the entertainment value? I think it had all of those. It checked those boxes. While it started off a little slow for, for the international team, it was the home team that got off to the hot start, and that engaged the crowd, that engaged the interest level. And then by the by the Europe or excuse me the, the international team rallying back and keeping it close going into su- Sunday singles only inter- uh, increased the entertainment value. So yeah, I, I, I think I think all of those reasons um, there there was a legitimate underdog. There was a lot of cheering. In fact, uh, you almost found yourself rooting a bit for that underdog role uh, for the internationals, especially led by Tom Kim and the way he stole the the hearts of all the fans out there. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll get into the individual players coming up in just a bit. But I think overall, I think you have to be pleased with the event. I thought it was well done, and uh, we'll we'll uh, talk more about that again. Uh, breaking down the captains, the players. That's still the combo. We'll take a short break and come back. Jaime Diaz was there all week long, anxious to get his insights and perspective on his thoughts of witnessing this President's Cup. We'll do that next as Real Golf Radio continues. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968, 800-817-2968, 800-817-2968, 800-817-2968, that's 800-817-2968. Let's say life knocks on your door, and you need money to live on or pay bills. What do you do? Would your life be better if you were able to take the equity you've built in your home and spend it any way you want? Here's an idea. Call Easy Knock. They can help you convert the equity in your home into cash in just a few days. If your home is worth $100,000 or more, Easy Knock will buy it from you. You get the money you need, and you stay in your home as a renter. Plus, depending on your program, you can buy it back at any time. If you think you might not qualify, remember... They can say yes when your bank says no. Call Easy Knock now and get the cash you need out of your home. Easy Knock is not a lender. Its products are not available in all markets. Terms and conditions apply. 800-245-9187. 800-245-9187. 800-245-9187. That's 800-245-9187. Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. 
With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. When do you get it? Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you as we're looking back at last week's President's Cup. And uh, as promised, a man that spent the week there. And a lot of insights from Golf Channel. Jaime Diaz is our guest. Jaime, how are you? I'm good, Brian. How are you? Good. First of all, wishing you and all those in the Carolinas uh, that are kind of going through uh, Hurricane Ian uh, all the best. It's uh, it's been quite the week, huh? It has. Uh, we're we're getting you know a light dose of it, but all those people in Florida, just, uh, you know, all our uh, our thoughts are with them right now. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I was going to say I was in uh, I was in Florida. My my daughter lived in lived through the last one there in Panama City. And um, when I saw that thing going to hit uh, in Naples and, and that area, Tampa, that kind of thing, I just I felt for him because I I was there three months after that hurricane hit there in Panama City, and, and it was a shambles. It was crazy. And, uh, and you know, that's what happens when hurricanes hit. So yeah. um, just praying, praying well, for all those people and you guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, Jaime, uh, we appreciate you taking some time in the middle of all this. Bob and I were just talking about the President's Cup, and the overall feeling that we had was that it was a great event. Uh, the internationals fought hard. I thought the comments from Trevor Immelman uh, afterwards about this is no joke and that this was an important week, that they're building something, they have a process that they believe in. Uh, maybe just start there with uh, your thoughts on on how Captain Immelman handled things and the, how, how this event is continuing to evolve. Well, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, doubt going into the event that this would be competitive or that the president's cup may have run its course and that changes were needed to keep it uh, relevant. But I think those, those questions were answered. I think people understood that, number one, they had lost a lot of players uh, because of live uh, encroachment, so to speak. And so this was a kind of a, an awkward and maybe a one-off year, hopefully. But I think that the way that they... they competed and the way Trevor Irwin presented the case, it wasn't spin. I think it was genuine. I think um, the, the words were backed up by the passion of the players and how much they care. And uh, the American players too care a lot about the president's stuff. This is not something where they just go in there and, you know, run over the opposition. They know it's serious. And if they don't play hard, they're going to get beat. Uh, that didn't happen this year, but we saw enough from Saturday night and into Sunday that we know that if the Americans hadn't been on their game, they very possibly couldn't gotten beaten. So I think the President's Cup's future is strong. Uh, it's obviously 
you know, not going to be in the same tradition as the Ryder Cup, but it's a lot of years to go here. And I think the international, you know, world of golf is in, in, um, the positive, uh, category in terms of how it's going to affect the president's cup, because there's going to be a lot of great players more and more coming out of Asia, different parts of the world, South Africa, Australia. As we know, there's a lot more people in the rest of the world in the international territory than there are in the United States. So I just feel like something Jack Nicholas said during the week to me, I asked because he had kind of transformed the, the Ryder Cup back in 77 when he said he should include Europe and that was done quickly and it really did make a huge difference. He doesn't think a similar thing is needed in the President's Cup and maybe in 10 years or so we'll be saying, geez, why can't the U.S. win the, the President's Cup? And I, that's a plausible statement. You know, I don't think that that's uh, something that's exaggerated. I think the, the balance of power could change just because it has in other sports like tennis, uh, where we see you know Americans used to be dominant, they're not any longer. Um, that could happen in golf as well. You know, it's kind of interesting to hear Trevor Immelman make his comments about we, you know, we have a process, we want to trust the process. You know, it's just a couple more bricks in the building that we're building. Um, those types of things, and it's very reminiscent of what we heard with the U.S. side with the Ryder Cup when uh, the. You know, the Europeans, it seemed like for so many years, were just uh, were just beating us up and uh, taking us to the woodshed. So, I, you know, I, I really do foresee that this international squad is going to get in the mix here pretty soon, and it's going to be really, really competitive. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's a different arc because, you know, the internationals are, you know, now 12 and 1 and 1. Uh, you know, the U.S. in the Ryder Cup was very dominant for 30 or 40 years. Uh, and then it changed. Uh, uh, but it didn't change, I don't think, so dramatically that even though the U.S. was losing, they were not getting, you know, by any means routed, except in a couple of cases. And it was, you know, one week of golf. And that's the other thing about the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup, for that matter. It's match play. It's a pretty small sample size in terms of who really are is the best team. Um, and things can flip on momentum. They can flip on pressure. Uh, sometimes the Americans, I think, had a lot more pressure on them to win. And that was to the, the Europeans' advantage. Um, in this case, I think there's pressure on the Americans, but this year in particular, there just wasn't quite enough manpower on the international side. But I think in the future, if the Americans were to get their backs up against the wall on a Sunday, there'd be a lot of pressure on them. And I think you could see a kind of flip that happened with the Europeans starting to beat the Americans back in the 80s and early 90s. Um, so two different animals to some extent, but Bob, I agree with you that uh, things change quickly sometimes in the balance of power and it's unpredictable. I do think there are a lot of factors that in the future will be in favor of the international side. Jaime Diaz golf channel joining us here on real golf radio. So I got to ask you about these international players. I'll tell you what, sometimes it's hard to get a read on the personalities of some of these guys. And all of a sudden, I mean, Tom Kim seemed to have a key to unlock the, the inner personalities of the entire international team. I mean, talk about what that was like to witness in person, the way Tom Kim went about it, and, and even how it, it disseminated through some of the other players, including Hideki and Siwoo and guys that are pretty stoic mo most of the time. Man, they were I just never thought I would see Siwoo Kim shushing the crowd as he was fist pumping on Justin Thomas like he did on Sunday. It was it was really fun to watch. Well, certainly Tom Kim is a charismatic player, and he was a catalyst. And I think the big reason is he is a heck of a player. I mean, we saw uh, Paul Azinger saying he's going to be the future number one. Now, that's a big statement and maybe overly bold, but you can see 
when he did win uh, earlier in the year at the Wyndham, how dominant he can be when he's on because it's just really super accurate player with a great fighting touch and, you know, with a lot of fearlessness too. Now he's a young guy and he hasn't had a lot of scar tissue. So I think that all came into play in terms of the way he was relating to his team. Uh, it was a source of energy. There was no negativity at all. There was nothing about, you know, bad memories of being beaten by the Americans in the past. He just was a new force of nature, so to speak. And I do think, um, you know, it's the language um, skill that he has in English is a big connector on that team inside the team room. Uh, yeah. Whereas the Asian players, some of them in the past, you know, just weren't able to, you know, communicate in the same way. Uh, not that there weren't good feelings. It just was harder to be close without, you know, common language. And Tom could bridge both languages, uh, you know, uh, certainly Korean and and uh, English. And I think because of that, there was more unity. And Trevor Immelman did, um, you know, uh, remark on that. And not just how inspirational Tom's play was, but his personality in the team room was a unifier. Well, and that's a that's an important thing. I really do. Uh, that team room on both sides, whether it's Ryder Cup and, or whether it's Presidents Cup, the team room is huge. And one of the things that you pointed out is, yeah, the 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 international team lost four or five players um, out of that team room that could have made a huge difference. But I, in my personal feeling, I think the guys that the U.S. team lost might have been the guys that were kind of holding us back a little bit or causing a little bit of rift in the team room. Um, and uh, with this new crop and these new guys and, the and the, and you know, having six rookies on the U.S. squad and that kind of thing, I think it really helped to gel that team room quite a bit. I think the chemistry on both sides was really good for different reasons. Uh, the chemistry in, in the uh, international room was more about you know, nothing to lose. Let's go for it. We got a lot of young talent, but just not play with any kind of, you know, hold back at all. Just let it fly. Uh, they might've been a little bit, you know, uncomfortable out of their element, uh, feeling the pressure the first day. But once they got used to it, it was really a dynamic team. As far as the Americans, you're right. I mean, I think those guys all really like each other. That wasn't always the case, uh, with some of the players that were lost. Uh, so, you know, there was just a good, I think, esprit, esprit de corps, Davis is a great captain. They love their assistants, starting with Freddie Couples. You know, uh, Zach Johnson is the Ryder Cup captain. He was on that team. That's great continuity. Steve Stricker is so well-liked. I just didn't sense any anybody, you know, not wanting to be there. In fact, they, they th I thought they were looking at it as an honor almost as great as the Ryder Cup, which is really saying something because the President's Cup for a while there was like, gee, do I really want to play? It's another event this year. You know, we got them every year. The other guys don't. It's a weight on my shoulders. None of that now. Uh, I think it's an honor, and, and the young guys like the, they like camaraderie. They like their relationships with each other uh, when they play. It's just a good, unified, you know, core going forward. And I think the internationals got some of that themselves with, with guys who may not have been expected to be on the team, and now they feel like, you know, this is something that I never want to miss again. Mm. Jaime Diaz, Golf Channel, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Of the Americans, obviously Max Homa kind of stole the show. as He became the fourth rookie to go 4-0 or better in the President's Cup. Um, but who stood out to you? Uh, you can comment on Max or, or some of the other players. Uh, what was compelling to you about the American team? Well, you know, I just I thought the, uh, the attitude from the team was really supportive of each other in a way that I just think uh, – it was just a pleasure 
um, for those guys to be there that week. And so that, that collective was great. I, I think Jordan Spieth is a unifier, whether he plays well or not. And the fact that he went 5-0 and made it all the more uh, important that he was on that team. So, you know, Jordan is an exciting player. He's, he's not at the top of his game right now, but he dug deep. And, you know, in match play especially, some of those escapes and some of those up and downs are really great psychologically. And that's why he was so tough to beat because, you know, I think one of the things pointed out was the short games of the Americans on, you know, the strokes gained uh, uh, rankings and also just to the eye, the eye test just had a little bit more escapability, a little bit more able ability to recover. And that's so important in match play because when you think you have your opponent beat you in the middle of fairway and they come out of the trees or wherever, or they miss the green and get up and down. And now you've got a 30 footer that you might have a hard time two putting um, that can really wear out a team. And I, I thought the internationals really felt afraid of that the first day. Um, and they kind of got it together, but the Americans got off to that great start in part because they just, I think with Jordan kind of leading the way and, and Justin Thomas having that kind of short game, really have good games for match play. It might not be the winning game for a tournament, 72 holes, uh, if you're not hitting it that well, but in match play, sometimes that, and Patrick Reed was that way, Debbie was that way. Those are the guys you hate to play in match play sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, Paul Azinger on the broadcast um, made the statement, and he told us um, when when we've talked with him before on the show that that these types of cup competitions, Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup, they forge because of the pressure and everything around it. They forge major champions. Who do you think out of these two sides could be guys that we could see in the near future that could become major championship winners? Well, I think Homa has really made a huge step up, and it's not just because he's happened to win, which is great, but it's the way that he's improved every facet of his game. I mean, he's not only straighter, he's longer. Uh, he's gotten to be a better iron player. His putting has improved. He just, at age 31, seems to have found the key to, you know, understanding himself and knowing the things that he needs to get better. And he's a really smart guy, and I think he's also this kind of steady player now that the way that he's shaped his game that holds up well in majors, let's see. Uh, but I, I, I do feel like he's on a, a really um, great trajectory of improvement. And now that he's won on the regular tour quite a few times, or four times, I guess, uh, you know, he's, he's probably got his eye on majors. Uh, I think Tom Kim is a guy, because he is really straight. He's not particularly long. And sometimes a straight, steady, hitting a lot of greens guys are the guys who best in majors. I see Tom Kim as a guy building towards that, but I saw a lot of talent. I mean, Cam Davis has a lot of talent. Um, There's just, you know, any number of players now that I think uh, in majors, sometimes it brings out their best and it's mostly about mentality. And, you know, Patrick Canley hasn't played that well in majors, but gosh, you watch him in these team events and you just expect him to be a force eventually. So I think everybody who, you know, has been a stalwart on the American team, is ready to sort of make a statement in their own personal, you know, uh, goals that majors are, are the next step. We haven't seen a lot of multiple major winners uh, other than Jordan and Justin Thomas, I believe. And um, that I think is the next chip, so to speak for the Americans and on the international side. I mean, who knows? I, I don't, I don't mean to, to be vague at all about it. I, I just feel like there's surprises all the time. I mean, Mito Pereira should have probably won the PGA and uh there he was, one of the last guys picked probably on the uh, international team. So could be anybody. 
Jaime, before we let you go, uh, when we look to Rome, I know we're still a year away, but do you expect the U.S. team will be the clear favorites going into that Ryder Cup? Yeah, I, I think the way that they won, you know, certainly at Whistling Straight, uh, this leaves, I think, uh, the impression that right now, uh, it's their era. They've turned the tables on the on the Europeans. The Europeans, obviously, you know, Liv has taken some players from them as well. So it's uh, maybe they needed a little bit of new blood anyway, so it might work in their favor. But, I mean, you're losing Sergio, who's, you know, the, I think the biggest point getter in, in the history of the Ryder Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's just, you know, some real stalwart there. Uh, Martin Keimer, other guys, you know, it just, yeah, perhaps they're past their prime, but experience is important in, in, in the Ryder Cup. So um, I do feel like, you know, they, they def- the, the Europeans definitely beat the, the uh, Americans convincingly in the Ryder Cup prior to that in, in Paris. Uh, that could happen in Rome, I guess. They'll certainly be, have the golf course set up that way, and uh, the crowd will be in favor. It's always hard to win, I think, uh, on visiting soil. But I just feel like the Americans right now are with their youth and with that, you know, real kind of uniform quality across the top 10 players. Uh, tough to beat. Well, we'll look forward to it. It'll be exciting for sure. Jaime, always a pleasure to visit with you. It's always fun to talk golf. You do a great job on Golf Channel, and uh, we appreciate you taking some time for us here on the show. Okay, Bob and Brian, thanks very much. I enjoyed it. All right, take care. Jaime Diaz joining us here on Real Golf Radio and wishing him and all those in the Carolinas and affected by the hurricane all the best. We'll take a short break. More Real Golf next. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. When we think speed, we think about speed tuning every aspect of the new Rogue ST drivers. Really? I just think about hitting bombs. Yeah, past him. When we think total power, we think of our tungsten speed cartridge. A what speed cartridge? I don't know, but I like what it does. When we think max distance, we think... Oh, that's bomb! With our fastest, most stable driver ever, there's only one thing you'll think about. Nastier bombs. Think speed. Go rogue with Callaway, the kings of distance. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago. Because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Why do you play Chrome Soft? It helps me win majors. Same here. I agree. 
Yo, we want to hit those bombs. Oh, like these? And you? I get way better consistency. And control. There's just no ball that's better. Chromesoft. Better for the best. Better for everyone. We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. This segment is brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Apex 21 Black Irons. Callaway's best in black. They introduced the new Apex 21 Black Irons. It's an extraordinary level of forged performance and craftsmanship that's beautifully presented in a sleek black plasma PVD finish. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. You can order them special there. They are beautiful. And I'll tell you what, I've been playing these Apex Irons now for four, almost five years. And I absolutely love the apex pro irons they are phenomenal and um i i don't i don't remember playing a better iron bob yeah you, you've been yeah. playing them the apexes it's a great as well. set too yep. they're phenomenal you and i you and i both that same amount of time yeah and they are fantastic yeah check it out it's uh got great feel but uh workability like a player's iron just really awesome very forgiving plenty long check out callawaygolf.com for the apex 21 Black Irons. All right, thanks again to Jaime Diaz for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It was a pleasure to visit with him. And he was doing us uh, a, a real big favor as he's walking around North Carolina in a grocery store because that's the only place he could find power to, to join the show. So really appreciate the effort there. Uh, such a good guy. Does a great job on Golf Channel. So we, we talked about a bunch of things there, Bob. And I, I think some of the theme, themes that were coming out of there is that Yes, the international team is building something for the future. Unfortunately for them at the present moment, the USA has figured some things out, and this team is young. They are loving golf. They're having a good time, and their confidence level is at an all-time high. That's a tough recipe to go up against, and I think the Europeans are going to find that uh, the same thing when it comes to Rome next year. Uh, I fully expect Team USA to win that Ryder Cup, and... uh, It'll, but it's going to be close. It's going to be difficult. But the, the team and the process and everything that they have built, while Immelman is trying to put a couple of bricks on that house, the house is fully structured for Team USA right now. Yeah, it is. Um, if, if you could take this team that we have right now as, as a U.S. squad and transplant that a year forward to the Ryder Cup, maybe bump out uh, one or two guys and throw in a Will Zalatoris or – um, somebody else, this would, this would be a team, as we talked about last week, is this the best team that we've seen in the President's Cup? This would probably be 
going forward, the best team that we would see in a Ryder Cup, too. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we'll keep that to the modern era because we don't want to uh, go yes. up against generational-type talent of Hall of Famers like your dad and, and those uh, played in, right. in Ryder Cup's past. But in the modern era, it was a phenomenal... I mean, I think back on the days when I first started watching Ryder Cup, you know, when I was in high school in the late 80s and early 90s, and you had Davis Love and Fred Couples. It was Couples and Love playing together. Yep. You had Azinger yep. out there. You had some of those guys. And, you know, they had some good moments, and they were winning. Most of the time, they would win. And, and then you transition into... Tiger and Phil and Duvall and um, Furyk and Stricker and this whole group that you would think would be Zach Johnson, Kenny Perry, a lot of these guys that were phenomenal players. And yet somehow that team just could never quite come together. And we saw the strategies back in the day, Bob, where they would really yep. appeal to the emotions. They would bring in college football coaches. They would show, you know, inspiring highlight films. All these things, to, they would have players stand up and say what's important to them to try to conjure up some feeling. And I guess what I take away from all of this is it has to be authentic or it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. And what the task force did or the idea that they needed to break it down and build it up from scratch, it identified what these players are motivated by, and that is that they they are all bought in and that they have a voice and a say and they can kind of be their own person. They don't have to show up now and be managed or coached or inspired in ways they're uncomfortable with. They are able to be put in the most comfortable spot for them to be able to get the most out of their game. And that's what I think is really kind of the secret sauce that Team Europe figured out well before we ever did. Yeah, and I agree with that. You know, the kind of the the turning point to all this when we were losing was was Captain Paul Azinger. Paul Azinger broke the groups into these pods, and then he allowed each one of those pods to pick who they were going to have for their captain's pick into their group. Um, and that was the say that guys started getting right off the off the off the uh, beginning with Paul Azinger. Then it kind of went off the rails a little bit again, but then it was all brought back around. And now you've got this new group of young guys who are eager and excited to be a part of this and play and want to be winners again and not have all that scar tissue of losing time and time again in a Ryder Cup situation. And uh, and it's become really, really healthy because now you have a lot of youth on the team. We only had, what, three or four guys that were over the age of 30 in, the, in these matches, and Billy Horschel and Kevin Kisner were the oldest. But um, you've got a lot of youth on this team, and these guys are all in it for each other. It's a different time in the game of golf right now where – like a Tiger Woods or a Phil Mickelson, you know, when they play, they they take off uh, after after a round or they take off after event, um, and you know they don't they don't gel with with everybody. Where you got guys like Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley and Sam Burns and and Scotty Scheffler going on vacations together, and um, these guys are all kind of knitting in and becoming really good friends and wanting to support and help each other. Yeah, Spieth and Thomas are besties. Come on. Yep, they're uh, besties. Yeah, yeah they're, they got all that going. Yeah, it, it is interesting, isn't it? Uh, I think you made some great points there, and, uh, and, and I think you're going to see this young talent continue to rise. And you brought up a great point. Will Zalatoris wasn't even playing. No. 
and you think of the phenomenal talent that he is. Wow. And who do we not know about? Who's the Sam Burns for next year? Exactly. You know, who are these guys that we who is who who's the Cameron Young for next year that we don't even know yet? I mean, not to mention the Scotty Scheffler, right? I mean, so players today, I mean Tom Kim, we didn't know who Tom Kim was two months no. ago. No, and then he, he wins in Greensboro, and then now he's like the face of the international team right now. He is, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, who, who knows? I, I, I think this is interesting. You're talking about some of the old guys. You know, we look at what Liv took from this competition, and the international team lost the most, right? Cam Smith, Abe Answer, Joaquin Neiman. Those, those players would have factored in, there's no doubt. Absolutely. Better, probably better than some of the other guys. Um, from a talent standpoint, right, and an experience standpoint. But I'll tell you what, I, I do miss Phil a little bit. But outside of that, I, I think that, and you hinted to it, and Jaime hinted to it, no one said it, but Patrick Reed, Brooks, and Bryson, those three guys had caused drama in the past in these team rooms. They right. weren't, you know, Brooks tried to play it off like y'all are misunderstanding what I'm saying, but it felt like this group, there was a lot less drama. There's no drama. Yeah. And uh, and they all seem to get along. And the thing about Phil, I'll say this: with Phil out, I think there can be new Phils that rise up because because yeah. Phil's such a larger than life personality that I think sometimes when he's involved with something, he casts a shadow over others that they can't even try to rise up and be that guy. I'm just making this up. This is my own observation. I don't. Yeah. I have no. Uh, no one said anything to me. But it just. You think about some of the players able to be some of the captains able to be what they are, who they are, without the shadow of a big personality like Phil Mickelson. And again, no fault to Phil. Phil's Phil's tremendous, and I do hope we get him around again at some point in time. But um, it's. Uh, I just thought that was maybe something to think about. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and but there are guys that are fitting into that mold. You, mm -hmm. you think about Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and how they kind of take took this team and and molded it in, in, into um, this camaraderie and pushed it along. I think uh, I think we're in good hands with those younger guys. I agree. Hey, we'll take a short break. We haven't even gotten to the individual players, the matches, the records, all of that. We're going to do that on the back nine. Caddy's going to join us there as well. But we'll take a short break. More real golf continues next. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. 
It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can and start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. When do you get it? Here's Brian and Bob. Thanks again for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Still to come on the back nine, hour number two. America's favorite caddy stops by. We're anxious to get his insight on President's Cup. We'll continue to talk about it, break down the players and so forth. You know, you just in the break, you talked about how... This team is gelled together in team events. We're not talking about what, what is it going to take for these individual superstar golfers to try to come together and play together as a team. This is a maybe it's just a generational thing, Bob. Maybe yeah. things have, have changed somewhat. I don't know, but we're not talking about that stuff anymore. No, we're not. And, you know, when Tiger was hurt, uh, I've said this many, many times Tiger was hurt. The guys that came to his aid, Justin Thomas, um, Ricky Fowler, a lot of those younger guys to help push him and, and bring him on. Those it's it's a different world in the game of golf now, where we're just getting the pad answers all the time. Now we're getting guys that explain themselves and are free to talk, and they love it. Mm, that's an interesting point, and maybe just care. I mean, look, we'll look at the way Rory has taken the tour on his shoulders, yep. right? Yep. So maybe less of an individual, more of a group, and, and this bonding together, which is pretty interesting stuff. Hey, uh, coming up on the other side, it's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. We'll get into all the players' stats and break it all down next, right here on Real Golf Radio. If you missed something from today's show, you can find it now on iHeartRadio Talk. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk. A special news and update station you control. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
USA Radio News. I'm Tony Russo reporting. Vice President Kamala Harris told the gaggle of reporters as she boarded Air Force Two Thursday that the Biden administration will help Florida and Puerto Rico after both were struck by powerful hurricanes within the last few weeks. We will focus on Florida and we will continue to focus on Puerto Rico and the devastation there because of the uh, because of Fiona. Harris said the administration is prepared to work with Republican Governor Ron DeSantis's team with recovery efforts after the Category 4 hurricane moved slowly through Florida's southwest. In the aftermath, Hurricane Ian left a path of destruction in southwest Florida, trapping people in flooded homes, cutting off the only bridge to a barrier island, damaging the roof of a hospital intensive care unit, and knocking out power to over two and a half million people as it dumped rain across the peninsula on Thursday. One of the strongest hurricanes to ever hit the United States threatened catastrophic flooding around the state. Ian's tropical storm force winds extended outward up to 415 miles, drenching much of Florida and the southeastern Atlantic coast. Emergency crews sawed through toppled trees to reach people in flooded homes, but with no electricity and virtually no cell service, it was impossible for many people to call for help from the hardest-hit coastal areas where the surge came in. Hurricane Ian has been downgraded to a tropical storm with winds of 65 miles per hour. It remains, though, a very dangerous system and could drop several inches of new rain to a foot in some places as it moves north. Don't tell that to April, who had to leave her house and kissing me through a window because the water was so high. And she says the water started to come in at 10 last night and thought she could ride it out. Try to stay as high as we could, but it, it, you just get to a point where you can't, you can't go anymore. You have to, like, either swim or drown. This is USA Radio News. Stress. It never seems to end when you owe money to the IRS. What about the years of unfiled tax returns? Have you tried another tax service and gotten nowhere? Then you need Tax Alliance. Why? Years of being A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints sets them apart. Call 800-987-1097. That's 800-987-1097. Don't wait until the IRS attacks your wages, bank account, your home or pension, and even your Social Security check. Tax Alliance specializes in IRS tax relief programs, including the Fresh Start Initiative, which can finally free yourself from IRS debt. Their tax professionals can file returns, fight the IRS to substantially lower your IRS debt, or possibly even have it forgiven. If you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled tax returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call 800-987-1097. That's 800-987-1097. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. U.S. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband has filed for divorce from the conservative firebrand. She confirmed this on Wednesday. Marriage is a wonderful thing, and I'm a firm believer in it, Greene said. Together, Perry and I formed our family and raised three great kids. He gave me the best job title you can ever earn. Mom, I'll always be grateful for how great of a dad he is to our children, she added. The Georgia House representative's husband, Perry Green, filed for divorce Tuesday after 27 years of marriage, according to court documents. The two were married in August of 1995, while Green was still a student at the University of Georgia. They have three adult children together. President Biden approved a major disaster declaration for several Florida counties Thursday morning, less than one day after Hurricane Ian battered that state's west coast. The White House confirmed that Biden's approval will make federal funding available in the ongoing recovery effort. 
Assistance can include grants for temporary housing and home repairs, low-cost loans to cover uninsured property losses, and other programs to help individuals and business owners recover from the effects of the disaster, according to the White House. Hundreds of people in Florida's Lee County were killed when Hurricane Ian slammed the region, a sheriff said Thursday. The fatalities are in the hundreds, Sheriff Carmine Marcino said. Unsure of the exact details because we are just starting to scratch the surface on this assessment. We're doing everything that we possibly can. Again, now it's to protect and preserve lives, and we are in full force doing that. For USA Radio News, I'm Tony Maruso. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. Our smart sleepers get 28 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Don't miss the final days of the biggest sale of the year. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the 10th hole. Here's Brian and Bob. Oh, thank you very much. Welcome in. It is hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Ryan Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Always a pleasure to be with you. You can catch us on Twitter at Real Golf. Download us where your favorite podcasts are found. And, of course, you can find us on SiriusXM, iHeartRadio, and uh, our flagship station, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. Broadcasting loud and proud. Good to be with you each and every week now for 23 years. Here we are in October. Wow. You know what? I'll say this. There is not much better than fall golf, in my opinion. You've had all summer for the grass to be perfect. Yeah. Everything's grown in nice. The leaves are changing. The weather's cool. The sun is warm. Throw a sweater on. Oh, so good. I love it this is, time of year. It is, it is really nice, but you know what? There's not much better than spring golf either. No. I, I You've had all the winter. You've had all the winter. You come out in the spring. You're excited to play again. And... You have that little tournament down in Georgia called oh, okay. well, the Masters. Well, you're trying to throw the Masters in there. But, yes, <laughs> I, I, I agree. That is something to look forward to. It is a rite of passage for springtime that uh, ushers in uh, the season every year at Augusta. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, for those of us in seasonal climates, yeah, it, you know, oftentimes you've got, you know, snow mold to deal with or, you know, grass that hasn't quite come back 
you know, green yet and things, but the fall, oh, it's so good. It amazes me how many people put their clubs away for the year this time of the year. Yeah, like, after, oh, we're moving uh, Labor Day, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's remarkable. Ah, don't miss out. Hey, by the way, uh, I'm excited. Uh, this week, Bob, I'm headed out to play at Westchester Country Club. Wow. Huh? Yeah, I mean, that's, gotta love that. That's pretty good. Get a couple of days. It's going to rain on us a little bit, I think, unfortunately. But, um, you know, they played a PGA Tour event there for a long, long time. They did. Yeah, Westchester Classic. I got a funny story about that, I'll tell you. Okay. All right. Are you going to tell us after the break? Yeah, I'm going to have to because okay. I probably can't get it in that quick. <laughs> okay. All right. A Westchester story from Bob coming up. Also, America's favorite caddy is going to stop by. Jaime Diaz from Golf Channel. Joined us in hour number one, and again, wishing him all the best as he's there in the Carolinas. He was uh, he went into a grocery store for us so he could get power in order to make <laughs> the call and connect with us. And man, that's that's going above and beyond. So Jaime Diaz, a good dude. If you missed it again, download it on your favorite podcast site or catch it on our Twitter feed at Real Golf. We'll get into more Presidents Cup. This is fun. I love looking back on it. What a fun event. We'll get into the stats and the individual um, accomplishments, records, and so forth next, right here on Real Golf Radio. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet. The faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward into art class. A four-foot replica of the Statue of Liberty using elbow macaroni. With glue and art supplies from Staples. By tomorrow. This week, Crayola 24-count crayons, Staples comp books, and two-pocket poly folders are each just 50 cents. Get everything on your list at amazing prices. This year, go forward to school with Staples. Shop in-store, online, or buy online and pick up in-store. Ends 9-10, limit 30. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. 
You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. To Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, in this segment brought to you in part by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter in golf. More players choose Odyssey than any other putter brand in golf. See why at odysseygolf.com. And can I just make this little distinction? I've had people that have asked, they've said, hey, what putter is that? Well, that's a Toulon design. It's like, oh, I thought that was an Odyssey. I'm like, well, it is Toulon designed by Odyssey. Oh, yeah. someone said they had a Toulon, but it's an Odyssey putter. Okay, whoa, whoa. All right. So Sean Toulon, right? He is yeah. he is the the designer of these putters. He's the craftsman. He's the mm-hmm. designer, and he has designed putters for other companies, including TaylorMade. And then he started his own studio, and then Odyssey and Callaway purchased that. And so he is currently the an executive vice president with Callaway, general manager of Odyssey, and yes, founder of and still designs Toulon Design Putters. So there you go. Is it an Odyssey putter? Yes. Is it a Toulon Design Putter? Yes. You're both yes. right. All of the above. Yes. Although not all Odyssey putters are Toulon putters, but Toulon putters are essentially Odyssey putters at this point yes. in time. So I hope that helps. A little little <laughs> help there for for those of you that are struggling with them. Let me just put it this way: they are in my opinion, the best feel of any putter that I've ever puttered with. Now, I agree with you. All the inserts and everything that Odyssey does, they're there for a reason, and players like different feels and firmnesses and such, and that's why there's so many different options. Uh, So check it out. Find the putter that's right for you at odysseygolf.com. All right, well, we were going to tell a Westchester story, Bob, so I'm on pins and needles. We've held over through the break. We went through an Odyssey read. Now let's hear this Westchester story. Okay, so Westchester. um, I was there with my dad one year. We were staying in the city, really good friend of ours, um, had a an apartment on Fifth Avenue. He was also a member at Augusta, um, a member at La Jolla Country Club, and we knew them from San Diego, and they invited us to stay there. So we stayed there at their place in the city, went up to Westchester every day to the golf tournament, and one day, it's practice round day, my dad's on the putting green putting and he got called away for like 10 or 15 minutes. And I was sitting there putting on the, on the corner of the putting and this putting green is huge. It's like a hundred yards long. It's, it's gigantic. So I'm not affecting anything. Well, the head pro comes out and proceeds to rip me a new one. And my mom heard him. And when my dad came back just a few minutes later, he went into the shop and basically tore the guy down. Oh, corrected him. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I hope that guy's not there. I hope that doesn't affect my ability to go out there and play next week. But Brian, uh, <laughs> that was uh, about fifty years ago. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I suppose if uh, somebody just walked under the, into the scene and saw there was a kid putting on the putting green, they probably during a yeah. tour event that probably w- wigged him out a little bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So fifty years ago, we'll let it slide. Fifty off. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will uh, do my best not to get. Uh, I got a better story than that one. Okay. Okay. So one year, Keith Clearwater's playing down in in San Diego. Okay. And it wasn't the year that I caddy for him there, but he's playing in San Diego. He's staying with us and he goes, come on, we're going to go and play a practice round today. It's a Monday. Okay. 
He goes, bring your clubs. Oh boy. <laughs> so, I, so I played a practice round with him on a Monday, the PGA tour event. And nobody chewed you out for that. And nobody said a word. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's unfortunate that that couldn't have worked out for you at the, uh, the old clam bake when you and your dad went to. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Well, good stories. All right. There you go. Well, I'm looking forward to, to playing it. It's uh, it's always neat to go play some of the great classic clubs and courses, you know, especially in the Northeast. They're just, Northeast, yeah. There's special places out there. So I'm, uh, I'm thrilled and uh, excited for that opportunity. Get to play two days and, um, Hopefully the weather holds out for us. That's all That's yeah. all I'm hoping for, but it'll be a good time uh, either way. All right, let's get back to the President's Cup. We spent uh, the entire first hour talking about that. Jaime Diaz jumped in with us and uh, talked about uh, the overall event, some of the themes coming out of it. And again, what stands out to me is the, the way that Trevor Immelman is continuing to uh, inspire and lead this uh, international team. And again, these, these words uh, will continue to ring in my ears until the next President's Cup. You know, we have a system that we like and a plan and a strategy. And it feels like to me, you know, this was an important week for us just to just lay a couple more bricks in this house that we're trying to build. We're here for the long run in this event. We're going to win this event. So we'll keep building. We'll keep fighting. At some point, we're going to win. I, I, I believe it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with it. I hope Emmelman gets a chance to continue to captain or be involved anyway because I like what he's doing. Uh, our, our good friend Mike Weir was right there by his side. Yeah. It, it probably uh, is probably going to be in a, ca- a captain here uh, before too long. In fact, Probably I think the, ne- the next one, Mike, which is in Montreal. I was thinking that same thing. Yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise yep. if you uh, led the team there in Canada. So, all right, let's talk about some of the, uh, the the matches and the records and the players that stood out. And we can begin with with Team USA because uh, Jordan Spieth went five and zero. Now we made a lot about uh, Dustin Johnson going five and zero at the Ryder Cup last year, and it was impressive. But how about Spieth going five and zero out there? And not only that, but picking up his first win. In a singles match, that's it's yeah. it's, um, it's really hard to believe that with his record, this is the first time in in either the Ryder or Presidents Cup that he's picked up a singles win. Yeah, and Justin Thomas in also the Presidents Cup has yet to have a singles win, even after this year. But um, yeah, Jordan Spieth played some phenomenal golf. He and uh, Justin Thomas pair together phenomenally. Um, what I enjoyed is seeing Jordan Spieth made long putts again. And his putter seems to be in a good spot right now, along with the short game. So um, he said he figured some things out with his putter prior to the Presidents Cup. And it just, I mean, I loved watching him make some putts and some chips that were at crucial times to put him uh, and his playing partner and himself in singles into the winner's category. Well, the one thing he figured out was that he needed his hands just slightly forward, just slightly yep. ahead of the ball. Yeah. And uh was able to get his, you know, his putter where it needed to be. And I I actually I listened to that and I I actually tried that this week. I kept thinking about that. I'm like, oh maybe I need to put my hands just a little bit forward, see if it rolls a little bit better. But yeah, that some something just that simple uh could make such a difference. And I'm with you. I love watching Jordan Speeth make putts. Yes. And in fact back in twenty fifteen I thought we were never gonna see a time when Jordan wasn't making everything he needed to make. Right, right. Because we saw right. Tiger do that for so many years. So to see him find, to struggle with his putter, 
for a few years is is shocking at how well yeah. he putted early in his career. But it's good to see him put it all back together, and here's hoping he'll be one that'll take this uh, confidence into major season next year on the PGA Tour. Uh, the next highest point getter, Max Homa. He's a rookie, four zero and zero. And, you know, he teamed up in the foursomes with Tony Finau two days to pick up those two points and then got a win in four ball and then the one in the singles match. But uh, Max Homa, just the fourth rookie in President's Cup history to go 4-0-0 or better and the first in 22 years. Uh, that's how long it's been since uh, somebody has, uh, since a rookie has gone undefeated with at least four points. So pretty impressive uh, outing there by Max Homa. Yeah, it was great. Um you know, when he won that match uh, where he made those two birdies on the on the 17th and 18th hole, that was huge for him. And uh, he he said to himself, I can't imagine that that would be um, that winning a major championship with that kind of pressure is much different. And that's kind of what Paul Azinger has said. It forges major champions. But the other thing I appreciated was how this meant so much to him after not making the team in the Ryder Cup last time and how this was a goal, and it was really, really important to him. So uh, kudos for Max Homa. Uh, A-plus, right, for both those players, Spieth and Homa going uh, undefeated, right? Yeah. Uh, Justin Thomas uh, paired, of course, uh, 4-0 record with Jordan Spieth, also going out all five matches and uh, then lost to Siwoo Kim. It was a battle. How about... Him getting so upset that Siwoo made him putt a three-footer. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in, max, in match play, that's, you know, there's a couple of different thoughts. One is make him putt everything. The other one is give him to him early in the round and don't give him to him later in the round. So um, by virtue of Siwoo Kim saying, hey, make that three-footer, kind of interesting. I think that it Justin rattled Tom him a little, a little bit. Put off on that. Yeah, got, well, I think it rattled him a little bit. Yeah, I think so, too. You yeah. know, and then when Siwoo did the shush, JT was looking over his shoulder. Oh, and, he was, he didn't like that. I, he didn't like it at all, but no. I'll, I'll tell you no. what, good for Siwoo for, for taking it to him, right? I mean, look, when your team's down, you need every help you can get. And so I have no problem when you're getting beat like that to make a guy putt a three-footer. Yeah. Well, and, he, and you know, uh, Justin Thomas rose to the occasion. He fought back, and he ended up um, going all all square or all tied going to the last hole, and he just got out putt on that last green. They did. They both stuffed it in there. It was pretty exciting stuff. And yeah, then Siwoo great stuff. putts first and gives it the big fist pump, and JT now is left to have to make that putt, and he missed it. I was shocked that he missed it. I thought for sure JT would miss that. But, man, that's match play. You flip the pressure yep. back on a guy like that. It's it's something else. All right, we'll continue talking more about the, the grades and the players. We'll welcome the caddy in next, get his thoughts on him and uh, continue breaking down this President's Cup. It's just so fun. We love team competition here on Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 
That's 800-817-2968. Let's say life knocks on your door and you need money to live on or pay bills. What do you do? Would your life be better if you were able to take the equity you've built in your home and spend it any way you want? Here's an idea. Call Easy Knock. They can help you convert the equity in your home into cash in just a few days. If your home is worth $100,000 or more, Easy Knock will buy it from you. You get the money you need, and you stay in your home as a renter. Plus, depending on your program, you can buy it back at any time. If you think you might not qualify, remember, they can say yes when your bank says no. Call Easy Knock now and get the cash you need out of your home. Easy Knock is not a lender. Its products are not available in all markets. Terms and conditions apply. 800 245 9187. 800 245 9187. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back. Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Good to be with you as we look back on last week's President's Cup. And, you know, we just got started in going through the the records and grading the players. Of course, uh, the two Americans that uh, went undefeated, Jordan Spieth at 5-0-0 and Max Homa at 4-0-0. Um, pretty good stuff. We talked about JT going four and one as well. So we'll continue that, and uh, we'll welcome in now America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies, Baby. pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the caddy joins us weekly here on Real Golf Radio. Everybody loves him. Caddy, what's happening? Caddy was in uh, Las Vegas last last week at TPC Summerlin, mm. and I was I resisted the temptation to of, of well, the course has been closed since April. They redid the fairways and the greens. There wasn't a divot or a ball mark on the whole place, and it's just you just want to take the first one, you know, but I, I resisted the temptation of 
that Vegas was throwing at me, and I didn't do it. Wow, resisting temptations in <laughs> Vegas, something that uh, mortals have struggled with for some time now. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But whatever I did there stayed there. That's what they said. <laughs> so you thought maybe if I took the first divot out of this uh, masterpiece, this canvas that is unblemished, you'd feel a little bad about it? Oh, I would. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> or a ball mark on the green. Yeah, the ball mark. You, you could have hit it off the tee and put a bar mark in the green and not taken a divot. That's true, but the, the the first divot would really do it, right? I mean, that would really. <sighs> Anyhow, it's like opening the wrapper or something. I don't know. On that on that baseball card. Oh wow, baseball yep. card! It's been a long time since I've peeled a wrapper on a baseball card. Those are mm. good times. Do they still make them? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah, I thought maybe the internet did away with them. I don't know. I don't know. I'm guessing that that Aaron Judge card's doing pretty well right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I called number sixty-one. You called it. I called it. Yeah, the day before he hit it, I said he's going to hit number sixty-one tomorrow. That's not like that was a difficult prediction, but uh, anyway. Oh, well, he hit hey, number seven. What BT's going to a game this in the next few days there in New York? He might be there for sixty-two. Or sixty three. Bring your glove. Bring your glove. I told I told Gina we should have bought the tickets on over uh, right right field wall instead of above first base. So um, the short porch. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good there. To it'll be fun to cheer them on though. So uh, yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Hey, we're uh, we're looking back at the President's Cup. Uh, I'll just start as we're going through the players, but real quickly before we get into that with you, what was your general feeling? about the, the event, how it went, the excitement level, interest level, entertainment value. What would you think? I thought it was about as, as good as you could expect. Yeah. And it did get a little close there at the end. Got a, got a little close there on uh, Sunday, starting out Sunday and whatnot. And actually, it was some of those matches could have gone flipped the other way earlier, too. So it was... It was competitive, which didn't surprise me. All those guys can play. I mean, come on. They're just the best players in the world. And um, I thought the crowd was really into it. The guys were really into it. They were psyched. Just good. It was good. I think that's what... Give it an A+. Pl- yeah. Yeah, A+. Plus. A- oh, A-plus. Very nice. A-plus yeah, th- for the matches. I like that. I think that's what made it, though, is because it was all genuine, you could tell, even though the international team knew they were outmatched uh, or that they were at least, obviously, they knew they had a, a, a big hurdle to overcome in the, in the score, they, they fought through it. They didn't just go through the motions to get it over with. You, you could tell the passion that Trevor Immelman had as the captain really made its way through the entire team. Trevor's one of those really polite, polite people. He's just a nice, polite guy. And he got a little fired up here and there. That was kind of cool to see. He got a little, got a little feisty here and there, a little bit. Well, this this quote, this quote right here. Listen, yeah. these are great athletes up here, and this team is no joke. I mean, that was he was he was pretty clear to point that out. This is no joke, and he was tired of hearing it. Yeah, I mean that's his version of going playoff, playoff. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> I think it was a little more serious. Can I get a mulligan on that? Can I get a mulligan on that comment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Let's hear, hear it. It's kind of like this quote, Caddy. 
These are great athletes up here, and this team is no joke. There you go. No, I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> Same type I'm of wack. accent as well? Yes, I'm telling you. Mm. <laughs> what about Davis Love and, and what he was able to do with his team? Um, a lot of guys were saying that, uh, I think it was Justin Thomas said, he wants Freddie Couples around until he's no longer alive. It, whether it's President's Cup, Ryder Cup, or whatever, um, those guys loved having Freddie as well. Freddie loves the team stuff. I really, I think he probably secretly always wanted to play baseball or something like that and be on a team. He just, he digs it. There's no question. So that's the, uh, yeah. And yeah, Freddie's, uh, I don't know. Is, is Freddie as cool as the caddy? Probably. Pretty probably. close. Pretty close. Yeah, close. Yeah. You know, He's there's like another the interesting thing is that a lot of people haven't, talked about this but tiger woods was not wasn't there he was the captain last time in australia but he wasn't there but yet he was giving his input from florida um as far as pairings and all that kind of stuff as well well that's what cell phones are for right so <laughs> you gotta yeah tiger uh tiger's you know, he's he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's got some game. Probably knows what he's doing on the pairings and stuff, I would imagine. You know, but he's probably worth listening to. I'd yeah. Say. yeah, he was blowing up Davis' yeah, phone. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, here's a question that we haven't talked too much about, but I wanted to throw this out to both of you. So Xander ends, ends up clinching the winning point. Um, he, he, he His point was the one that, that clinched the cup. Of course, he's doing the interviews and everything, and he and all the headlines. You know, Xander clinches cup for the Americans. Is too much credit given to the player that clinches? Because, I mean, had Justin Thomas's match gone his way, it's very likely that somebody like Tony Finau, who was a match ahead of him, might have clinched it. Right? It just it, it's so somewhat arbitrary as to who makes the winning match. And is that point any more important than? Spieth going out and getting the first point in the first match, for instance. But I, it feels like a lot is made for the guy that gets the clinching putt or the clinching point. Yeah, I don't. I don't pay much attention to that. It's, it's unless it's uh, Longer and Irwin going at it at Kiowa the way they did, and, the, and it yeah. was the deciding thing. Period at the last match, deciding thing. That's when it's really be amazing. But. Uh, the clinching thing is always a little, it's, it's mostly a little bit, um, you know, it just, it's already a done deal basically by the time that rolls in. And if he misses, it doesn't really mean a whole lot at that point in time. If he misses it, it's going to happen in five minutes anyway. To somebody else, else, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I think too. But you're right. If it did come down to an anchor match and it was this guy and, and it did right in Korea, it was Bill Haas and, I don't remember who who was Bill Haas playing, and it came down to their match. The cup was in the balance. Now that's a different kind of pressure we don't see too often. It's it's like, it's like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one thing about Xander is Xander's good about at making those four or five footers when six footers when when they're needed. You know that's what he did at. Uh, at the Olympics when he made uh, that putt on the last hole to win 
the gold medal and here you are in the president's cup and he makes that four or five footer. But, you know, like you said, um, it would have happened at some point behind him because he was basically kind of a middle match. Um, and the guys that were behind him, there was what another five or six matches behind him. He and Tony Fino were kind of stuck right in the middle of everything. So, um, it would have happened. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't think you put, you'd put too much on earning or cl- the clinching point for the matches. You know, a real exciting one that I don't think was necessarily the, the end of it, but, um, was, was timer did that remember at Medina. Yeah. He made that putt and that, that was a big deal. That was a real big one. Yeah. No, but, I, yeah, that was, and Keimer was playing, trying to think who he was playing. Yeah. He, he, well, he was the clinching. That putt was Furyk, I think. Was it Furyk? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That was the clinching point coming from a four-point deficit. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty uh, – and that was right near the end, too. It had to be. But um, Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Xander just he took, a, took a puff on that. He was playing he Tiger. Excuse me. He was playing Tiger. Keimer was? Yes. Mm. No. Yeah. But... No, because Tiger's match didn't end up mattering in 2012. Tiger was out you know on the golf course it? and was informed that the matches were over, and there was oh. a lot of there was you know actually what? some Monday morning quarterbacking saying they shouldn't have put Tiger so far back there. Hey, sorry, go ahead, Caddy. Well, my player one time had a had a one foot tap in to win by eleven shots in a tournament. And what? I, yeah, to win by eleven, and I said, uh, I said, why don't you drop and do eleven push ups after you make that putt and see how the guys take it. I thought that was pretty cool. But if I was working for Xander, I would have lit up the cigar and said, hey, puff this while you're putting and see how that goes over. I like the victory cigar, right? Light it up before you putt it if you got to. Yeah, anyway. Caddy's getting a little weird today. Yeah, that's okay. You know, you brought up a good point, though, when you think back on those matches. And, you know, you look at Justin Leonard, his putt, right? So you're in those kind of in 99 – those kind of putts, okay, right? Like if if that that could be celebrated, a clinching putt like that, right? That's something that is probably worth something to get crazy about because the whole team was gathered around and it, and every point mattered. Um, but in a in a situation where you're going to win by five, I don't know. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure it's there. But it, I hadn't thought oh. about those putts where the cup was on the line. That you could definitely give the guy some credit for clinching. You got to go back to the tape. Of Justin Leonard's putt and sadly one of the things I remember about that putt was him turning around and hugging the NBC guy with the clipboard the spotter <laughs> guy you really? know, Bob you know exactly what I'm talking about yes, I, I mean it, you, there's some things you can't unsee and one of them is that guy with that clipboard and uh, just google it if you or whatever YouTube it if you if you need to see it but um I'll tell you what's really amazing, if you can find it, is um, there's a picture. I think it might have been a Sports Illustrated photo. I don't know where it was. But Tiger was jumping in the air, fist pumping, and doing kind of like almost a scissor kick after that putt. And I'm telling you, he had to get four feet off the ground. He had to go 48 inches on that vertical. I could not believe how high he jumped Uh on that. I think that's where he hurt his knee. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the first right time. There. Oh, I mean, it was unbelievable how he was jumping. It was a cool photo somewhere. 
So, so having said that, when, when these guys are, are melded together and gelled together as, um, as teammates and as a team and everything like they were this last week, um, when, when things like happen, it's just a spontaneous thing. And, and it's an exciting thing to see, um, how these players are in it and, and, uh, have given their all as a team to win. It's kind of like, yeah, maybe it's a little like momentum in sports too. It, it's, you wish you could bottle it and figure out how to make it happen. And sometimes it does. And sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. And it's a little tough to define, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think the main thing for really for both teams to look like, but especially the U S squad squads and we're more familiar with them is they just had, uh, there weren't any negative personalities on that team. Let's just say that. Mm. I agree. Yeah. We've, we've talked about that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think you're right. That's the, there's no drama. The there's no drama there. Yeah. No yeah. drama. Yeah, no, no interpersonal soap opera stuff going on. Just, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. Well, Caddy, thanks for the chat. Always good to visit with you and uh, another President's Cup in the books. I think this one this one might have done something to re- to keep the President's Cup going, uh, considering all the talk leading into it. I, th- I think it did enough to keep our attention. Jaime Diaz was referencing that as much uh, a week ago, or an hour ago here on the show. And I think that, uh, you know, we'll see what Trevor Immelman and company are able to continue to build. And um, Americans are going to have to continue to be on their game because I think they, they're, on, they're going in the right direction. You know, I'm just glad I'm not intimidated by your guest your guest list on the show here. I'm just glad I'm intimidated. Jaime's I'm I'm pretty intimidating. I'm just doing my job, like Dink Saban told me. Just do your job, Caddy. Just do your job. Just do your job, Caddy. Thanks, Caddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the Caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll wrap up the show next. Thanks for being with us here on Real Golf Radio. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor Squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. about speed tuning every aspect of the new rogue st drivers really i just think about hitting bombs yeah past him when we think total power we think of our tungsten speed cartridge a what speed cartridge i don't know but i like what it does when we think max distance we think oh that's bomb with our fastest most stable driver ever there's only one thing you'll think about it nastier bombs think speed go rogue with callaway the kings of distance
By now, you've probably heard about the new golf resort coming to St. George, Utah, Black Desert Resort at Entrada. This is going to revolutionize what Utah has to offer in a year-round one-stop golf and vacation experience. At Black Desert Resort, you'll get to play the new 19-hole Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course, hone your game at the state-of-the-art practice facility, and have a blast on the 36-hole putting course, and that's just getting started. Black Desert Resort features a resort center hotel, several residential villages designed for your vacation mood, including a family village offering endless fun in the water park. On-site shopping, dining, spa, hiking, and biking trails just begin to describe Black Desert Resort, situated below Snow Canyon and close to everything. Explore the exclusive real estate opportunities available at blackdesertresort.com. That's blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada, unlike anything you've experienced before. Why do you play Chrome Soft? It helps me win majors. Same here. I agree. Yo, we want to hit those bombs. Oh, like these? And you? I get way better consistency. And control. There's just no ball that's better. Chrome Soft. Better for the best. Better for everyone. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Thanks again to the caddy for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Appreciate that. Uh, Jaime Diaz joined us in hour number one. Again, if you missed any of it, you can go to our Twitter feed, at Real Golf, where we'll post all of that, or you can just download it where your favorite podcast is found. So those Sunday singles, um, it was uh, first match out. It was Siwoo Kim defeating Justin Thomas. One up, and we kind of talked about that, Bob. Uh, that yeah. was a back and forth match. Looked like JT had it. Siwoo, I think, got in his head a little bit by not giving him that short putt, and then fist yep. pumped right on top. Did a little shush into the crowd, and I think JT was a little surprised by the way Siwoo stood up to him. Yeah, and and uh, he's you know Siwoo's a, a guy that we haven't seen a lot from since he won the um, Players Championship, but uh, but yeah. He, he kind of stood toe-to-toe with Justin Thomas and brought it down to that last hole and made that putt, and Justin didn't. And Jordan Spieth defeated Cam Davis 4-3, and three, and Spieth just, uh, as we mentioned, went 5-0, and oh, had a great week, and hoping that uh, momentum continues. Sam Burns uh, and Hideki Matsuyama ended up in a tie. Patrick Cantlay defeated Adam Scott 3-2. Uh, and two. And as you mentioned earlier in the show, Bob, you know, Cantlay doesn't necessarily show up in the major championships, but you get him in these events and you just think, how can he be beat? He sort of had that look in his eye against Adam Scott, like, there's no way you're going to beat me. Yeah, and he got off to a, a quick start on him and and put him down and never never let it back up. Um, and then he, while the pairing of Cantlay and Xander Shoffley played um, phenomenal for the entire week, just as... Thomas and Spieth played phenomenal as well. So that's something you're going to continue to see. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll get into Adam Scott here in just a little bit. Uh, Sebastian Munoz defeated Scotty Scheffler. Surprisingly, the world number one didn't have uh, a great week, probably about the worst performance for the team, but a 2 and one win there by Munoz. And he was asked after what that meant, and, and he understood that he had to play his best, and it was an opportunity for him to showcase his skills against the best player in the world. And, you know, sometimes in a situation like that, it's, 
you know, the other guy is just a little bit more motivated. I, I mean, I, I hate to say, I don't, I don't think Scotty was less motivated by any chance, but no. he just got beat. I mean, Munoz, hats off to him, huh? Yeah, you know, Scotty just wasn't quite as tight as he has been as far as his scoring and shots are concerned. Um, I saw a lot of loose ones. Um, and it was unfortunate because, you know, you play in a, in, in a cup like this, and if you don't have your game, it really shows up. You know, case in point, you saw Corey Connors for the whole week who struggled. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, Scheffler and Sam Burns, you know, it, teaming together, uh, they just ran up against some guys that, that had a chance to beat them um, and, and played better than they did. Um, although they did play okay, and then when it came down to singles, it was unfortunate for both those guys. One guy lost, and and uh, Sam Burns only garnered a half a point. Tony Finau defeated Taylor Pendrith in that what I thought was going to be a pretty interesting one. Tony got off to uh, wins the first couple of holes and is two up quick, and then loses four to go two down. Yeah, uh, that that was one of those matches, and then he really just gutted it out and yep. dug deep and and pulled out a uh, what was it a three and one win. Uh, yes. There over Taylor Pendrith, so pretty impressive there by Tony. Putter got hot down the stretch, which was good for him. Yeah, and he made some really nice putts, like you said, those last few holes. What I think he birdied five, five holes on the back nine to bring that match um, back around to where he won three and one. But Tony's a guy that you've got um, that is a guy that you can count on in cup competition. Um, he's proved it in in the ones that he's played, and he did it again this week, only losing one point. Yeah. So what did he ended up? Uh, was he three three one and zero? Three one and zero. Yeah. Three and one and zero. Yeah. Yep. So I, I still kind of question a little bit why he was one of the guys that sat. Obviously, he's got a lot of momentum, picking up a couple of wins late in the season. Max Homa coming off a win last week. He played in all of them. Or he, I yep. guess he played in four. Uh, yeah. So you know those guys sat, but you know captains picks you almost expect to sit a match right. or two, but not the guys, if there's only six of them to make it on point. So I was a little surprised, but you know what? Tony's that team guy, so it doesn't matter. He'll, he'll play, he'll sit, he'll do whatever he needs to do. That's Zan- right. Xander Shoffley defeated Corey Connors one up. I thought that was a big win. And that ended up being the clincher. Sanjay Eam uh, defeated Cameron Young one up. KH Lee uh, knocked off Billy Horschel three and one. Homa comes up with the big win on Tom Kim in match 28. So there's only two matches behind him when you got Homa and Tom Kim. This was one that was really billed as, as something to see. And hats off for Homa for uh, matching Tom Kim and the momentum he had and the enthusiasm he showed all week uh, and, and got the better of uh, the international star. But, were you surprised? Do you second-guess Immelman on this one, putting him out all the way there third to last? Um, kind of, uh, especially with um, his kind of electricity that he infused into the team. Um, you know, you've got some guys that have, have played in Cups before, uh, President's Cups before for the international squad, and maybe he felt that those guys would be better to start off the matches with, and Tom Kim kind of more of an anchor. Um, but... You know, the thing about him was he got off to a good lead. He he was three up with through 11 holes, and then Homa won each of the next four holes to take a one-up lead after the 15th. So um, Max Homa really dug deep and turned this, flipped this match around to be able to win. And again, this is all second-guessing, right? It's hypotheticals, but it makes you wonder if he had gone out early, perhaps by the time he started losing some holes, he recognized yeah. that the cup was out of reach. 
you know, I don't know. I'm not saying that, but yeah. y- you wonder, right? But if he was out earlier, might he have really pushed to try to get that point on the board for his team to try to fuel some momentum? All I know is in all the comebacks that I've ever seen, it's the guys at the front. They have right. to go take right. care of business. Yeah, it's front loaded. The guys that uh, that you have to count on to get points for you, you know. And we were talking about the Ryder Cup with the caddy just last segment. Yeah, um, that Keimer match was um, was Steve Stricker. Oh, that's right. That's right. That he beat, and then Tiger was the final match after him, and he had missed the green in two and conceded the last hole to uh, Francesco Molinari. They halved. And uh, that's what put them ahead 14 and a half, 13 and a half. But the cup was it had already been decided. At it had already been time. decided. And yep. that was the whole point is Tiger. I remember I, I can I can still remember seeing him standing out in the fairway there when, you know, Martin Keimer made that and they started celebrating and there was just really nothing. It didn't matter what Tiger yep. did at that point in time. Yep. And that's, I think, when you, you know, Davis Love was captain in that team as well. Yeah. So it, it just makes you wonder, you know, you're looking at the captain going, gosh, this is this is Tiger Woods, right? I mean, you know this is Tiger Woods. You put him in a spot where if it came down to that match, I and I can see the logic, right? You could say, look, we're ahead by a long ways going into the singles. And so if some by somehow they make a run and it comes down to this last match, who better to put it on than Tiger Woods, right? right. Unfortunately, right. the the comeback swelled early. And swallowed up the entire team with Tiger still left out there, unable to do anything about it. So the, yeah. I guess those are the risks that that you have to look at. But um, I don't think you'll ever see a situation where a captain won't put his top players out first to make sure they grab the momentum of that singles because momentum plays such a factor in these singles matches. Yep, I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent So Max Homa beats top Tom Kim. Um, in that match. Then Colin Morikawa in match number 29 defeated Mito Pereira three and two. Um, it has been rumored that Mito Pereira is going to make the jump to LIV and yeah. we'll see if that happens, but he wanted to wait until after the presence cup. That's you, the rumor right now. What do you think of that? By the way, uh, I think that's kind of interesting. I think he's uh, selling himself short. Definitely. Especially with everything up in the air about being able to play in majors and stuff. And then uh, Christian, Bezudenhut, I guess, and Kevin Kistner. Kevin Kistner um, lost two and one to Christian, and uh, and that was the final match. So, um, U.S. team seventeen and a half. Your internationals twelve and a half. Uh, Five point win by Team USA. Uh, All right, uh, we will take a short break. We'll come back with some final thoughts. Thanks for joining us, Brian and Bob, with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. 
Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks again to uh, Jaime Diaz in hour number one and the caddy in hour number two for joining us here. Talking President's Cup. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Don't forget you can uh, download us wherever your favorite podcast is found. Just search for Golf Radio or Real Golf Radio. And be sure to listen on your favorite station, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, and the like. You know what? Uh, here's the thing that stands out to me, Bob. We had the U.S. team had six players that earned three or more points. Yep. The international team had one, Siwoo Kim, with three points. The next was Sanjay Im and Sebastian Munoz had two and a half apiece. So when you have half the team earning as many or more points than a twelfth of the team, uh, it's just a tough one to overcome. Yeah, it is a tough one to overcome, no doubt. Um, and, you know, that's that bodes well for the U.S. team, especially going forward. I'm excited to see what's going to happen this next year with the Ryder Cup. I'm excited to see who's going to make it and who's going to be captain's picks because it's going to be six and six again. Um, and so uh, I would hope that we're really, really close to the same team that we've had right now and that there's a few guys that will be injected into this, um, like – 
Will Zalatoris and maybe another one. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I think there are a couple guys there that didn't have their best stuff, uh, but one of them was world number one, Scotty Scheffler, just picking up a half a point, and yep. pretty likely he'll be on that Ryder Cup team looking for a little revenge from this week. Thanks to Dave Blauser, our producer. He's Bob Cass. If you missed something from today's show, you can find it now on iHeartRadio Talk. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk. A special news and update station you control. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.